So let's just yeah. So let's just, let's just talk. So today we want to talk about Zelda, I think, right? Yeah, Breath of the Wild specifically. Breath of the Wild. That's a crazy game. Yeah, it was in development for a long time. It was supposed to come out for the GameCube, if I remember. That was the same thing with um, with uh, Twilight Princess. It was. It did come out on the Wii. It was yeah. made for the Wii, and then it, then they put it on the on whatever. No, no, it was, it was supposed to be for the. I think they both came out at the same time, the GameCube and the Wii version, or was it just the Wii version then the GameCube version later? Because I played Twilight Princess on the GameCube version. Yeah, I never bought a Wii because it came I out, didn't it, like it, it. It came out at the same time, but I remember I, I had it for the Wii. I got so, I got the Wii just for it actually. That's cool. Yeah, kind of like why I bought a Switch, but not specifically just for Zelda. Zelda was a part of it, but mostly Smash Smash Bros. I didn't get a Switch just for Zelda because I was like, okay, I'll just get it on the Wii U. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Wii U. God, what a dead console. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a sure. theory that the Wii U was like, suppo- it was like the prototype for the Switch. Because, like, they're kind of similar. Like, at least the gamepad, you could, like, put it on the gamepad and walk around and play it, but you still needed to be in range of, like, the console. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, but I think if you look at Nintendo's history of of making different consoles and handhelds and this and that, they've slowly gone up to the Switch. Like, look at the DS. Oh, DS, yeah. For sure, the DS. Um, messing around and with... And the Switch is touchscreen. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, me too. I keep forgetting it's a touchscreen. Ah, man. So, did you have you seen that new OLED Switch? Yeah. I just think it's a cash grab. It for sure is a it cash like grab. It sure is. They're not like, I mean, it's basically an upgraded Switch. Yeah, but you got to admit though, because uh, uh, at Target, they have them side by side. The screen is a lot nicer. Not That's enough cool. to buy one for yeah. sure, because I play mostly docked anyway, but it, it, it is much nicer. It kind of reminds me, this is like a formula Nintendo does. Like think of the 3DSs, how many oh, different versions of God. them there are. The DS, the DS Lite, the DS Lite XLI or something, uh, 3DS, 3DS LL, no, the, the, the new 3DS. I think the big question is, like, are they going to try to develop a new console? I haven't looked into this. No. I haven't done any research. I'm not, to tell you the truth, I'm not a big Nintendo fan. I do have a Switch, and I do play it every once in a while, but I, I if I have time, I'd rather play on my pc i don't think it'd be a good idea for nintendo to change the name switch no 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 not the name i mean are they gonna develop some new consoles because eventually they will eventually but for now they're double downing on the switch i feel like the oled is that it is that what it's called oled yeah I think that's just them kind of double downing on the Switch. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Because there's still a lot of people who haven't bought one or there's people who just have money to spend who would get it just to get it. And they're going to make money off of that no matter what. Yeah. And tell you the truth, the Switch is like a pretty ingenious gaming console. Something you could pick up and literally just play anywhere. Like literally. You know, and I just never do that. Yeah. Because I never It's play always on games. the couch or something or whatever. <laughs> I never play games, like, outside of the house. Like, if I am, I'm at a friend's house, you know? Oh, yeah. And I'm not necessarily, like, you know, I guess for people who commute and this and that, but this is South Florida. Like, 
you drive. Yeah. <laughs> You're not yeah. playing your Switch and driving. When I was living in uh, Boston, like, it was kind of a different situation there. I would see people occasionally playing on their DSs. I think not, I didn't see so much Switch. I did see a lot of DSs. Um, but yeah, this is, this is Florida. We, our public transportation is garbage. It's like almost non-existent. They're slowly expanding it, but um, I know right now they're, um, well, the whole Brightline thing, which is a joke, but yeah, too expensive. Yeah. But they are trying to expand the, the, the bus lines going west and south. It's crazy. So it's going to take a long time, but there are efforts there, just but few and far between. Talking about that real quick, this kind of off topic, but I just wanted to bring this up. You know where they have the kite festival here? Like near near a beach? It's yeah. like on the way to Aventura? Hallover, yeah. Yeah, Hallover. They have a skate park there now. Yeah, there's a skate park. I yeah. just literally discovered that. The skate park is a dog park. Um, there's a marina. Yeah, Hallover is actually pretty, pretty cool. That's pretty crazy, yeah. I've always saw that spot. I think it was like a, a parking space, like for the Same longest here. time, it was just a parking space. Yeah, for for for, for Hallover Beach, but yeah, yeah no. And um, I, I recently rode my bike over there, uh, because it's yeah, it's real close over here, right right across the bridge. Yeah, and it's so nice. It's so, super super nice. Yeah, You're just going through. Finally, that Miami's putting stuff in like communal stuff like that. People have their drones flying uh, 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 up and around. Oh, you know. I didn't notice that. Oh, on the beach, yeah, I do notice a lot of drones on the beach. Yeah, my buddy has a drone, and, and he was testing, and he was flying around, like, oh, and, and you can see boats, because you always see, um, for, for people who don't know, we're in South Florida, and we have a huge port of Miami. Huge. And um, there's always shipping lines off the coast. You'll always see these huge... Container uh, ships. Exactly. going in and out. And so, 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 so people would try and take their drones to see how far they can go to get... a. Um, a good shot of the ships. Oh, wow. Uh, I guess that is a good testing thing for your drone. Yeah. That's a good distance, I guess. And to get some, like, footage. Anyway, so let's start off the podcast. Um, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Chimp and... Marcus. And welcome back to Minor Details. We just hey. started... We just started off with a little casual conversation there as we were testing the mics, and we just kept going. So now we here we are. Hello. How you doing? You doing all right? That's nice to hear. I sure hope so. Tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I give no shit about what you think. Okay, I better stop. <laughs> Marcus is actually a very caring person. This is him no. just trying to get out his his mean side, but lies. in the end, all he's lies. all nice. I'm not a nice person. And he is available, ladies, just so you know. Yes, but I'm not a nice person. <laughs> I'm a very mean person. He's an asshole. Yes, I am. You can ask couple people about that and they'll tell you yep that guy's an asshole well everyone needs to be a little bit of an asshole because if you're too nice then you no one will respect over. you absolutely yeah, no one would respect you there's when a it, point where you gotta like take a stance and be like you know this when it, is me <laughs> when, it, when it's time to be assertive you gotta be assertive and that's it you know yeah yeah you gotta stand your ground that's what and it then is. you just gotta take other people's stuff and bully them <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh, what are we talking about today, my friend? I wanted to talk about Zelda. You want to talk about Zelda? Yeah, I like that game. It's a pretty good game. It's a good game. I. It's just one game, right? I didn't... If we're talking about all the Zelda games, like, I don't like any of the old ones. Uh, like, I like the ones from 
Nintendo 64, obviously. You suck. I did like the the Legend, the the first one, and then the the re the, they redid it or something on the Super Nintendo, like the original mm. Zelda. There was like one for the Famicom or whatever, and then they remade it for the Super Nintendo. They did not remake it. No. Oh, they that was just another Zelda game. Link to the Past is probably the one you're thinking about. Link on, to the on, Past on, on the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. That's I like best. that one too. I That's, like that one. Yeah. But I played the one I played the most would be Ocarina of Time. So you can't really say that you don't like the old ones if you just said you like the first and the third ones, which are like the most popular. Yeah, ones. but there's like <laughs> other ones that are not so fun, right? There's like the second Zelda where it's a side scroller. You know, that's one. That's one I never played. Um, it has its own little cult following because it's very different from the first Zelda. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I saw it. I saw videos. I think I saw angry nerd video on it. Oh yeah. And um it just didn't look appealing to me, like honestly. That kind of game was very popular at the time, those those side, side scrollers kind of like not really dungeon crawlers, but I mean, you know, level to level. That's also like very Castlevania, right? I'm thinking more like Golden Axe or Golden Axe or, or like old school beat 'em ups. In a way, but but like you have magic and you have weapons. Yeah. So, magic and weapons. There you go. That's basically a Zelda game. It's basically a lot of games. Like yeah, fantasy. Like it. it I, I think it took a while before video games, at least in, in the states, got away from the fantasy element. Yeah, for a while we were all about that. Remember, like oh, seeing, yeah. like uh, I used to go to Blockbuster and see like the video game cases and. Some of them lo- would look pretty cool, like pretty hardcore. Oh my god! Yeah, that's where I got most of my games as a as a kid. Like, I would just rent them. And Hollywood Video, Ho- <laughs> do you remember Hollywood, Hollywood video? video? Oh my god! That was one right there on yes! Biscayne and Jesus Christ! Holy shit! That's where I first saw Princess Mononoke. Really? We rented it. I was with my cousin. Wow. We rented it. It probably just come out at the time too. And that was, I fell in love. It's one of my favorite movies. Actually, I got a poster at the con. I'll show it to you. Oh, nice. And I see you have a picture right there of the, oh, yeah. of the lady. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool. Um, I have his card right here. Sorry. Geoff Pasquale. I definitely want to give him a shout out. If you ever hear this, he does some really good um, watercolor art. As you can see oh. right there. Oh, he did that? Hell yeah. That's cool. That's nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you see some really cool uh, artists at, at at um at anime conventions. Ah, how was the one today? So yes, I went to um OtakuCon today, the first day. It was pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, you good know, vibes. Yeah, a lot of cool um cosplay. Ah, that's always my favorite part. Seeing like, did you cosplay? No, nah, this time I was lazy. I didn't do it this time. Uh maybe next time. Always next time. Because you have, like, those people who go all out with their cosplay. And you could tell they're pros. They've been doing, doing it for a while. Like, some really cool stuff. Like Those are the people that get, like, paid for pictures or something, right? Yes. There's just, there's people there who, I guess, are, like, it seems crazy to me. But these people are so um, popular, I guess, or famous, what do you want to call them, that they actually get their own booth and they sell uh, photo prints of, 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 of themselves in cosplay and, like, these crazy pictures. Wow, people actually pay for that? Wow, that's- yeah, well- Dude, people are willing to pay for anything. Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, yes, you have the really good cosplayers, but then I, I love, what I really love is the, um, the really imaginative, creative cosplayers. Like, Did like, you see one today of that imaginative? 
creators. Yeah, no, yeah, no, like, 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 like people who like, who, who obviously this is like their first or or or, or second time cosplaying, but they were so creative in and how they created their character that it's like, oh man, like that that person, like you know, really. I can't think of any at the moment, but there were some really cool ones for sure. I'll try and take pictures tomorrow because I'm, I'm going All back right, tomorrow. Nice. But here's the big question. The big, 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 big question. Ooh, I saw a Faust. Faust? Dude from... The Guilty Gear? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> Damn. And the scrubs. And, and, and we were thinking like, oh, that's such an easy cosplay. You yeah. buy scrubs, you put a freaking paper bag on your head and you're done. Did he have like the giant Hell needle yeah. or like <laughs> syringe? <laughs> Holy shit. That, that is, awesome. that is pre- I'm not going to lie. I would love to see that. That would be cool. But the big question, as I was saying, any 40K? I didn't see. Maybe I didn't recognize it. That's one Okay. Thing. All right. That's I could thing. get that. Yeah. Because, like, unless, like, you're looking for something, it's there's so much going on that, like, not only do you see a lot of people dressed up, a lot of cosplay, but you also see a lot of booths with a lot of stuff being sold. And there's, there's so much stimuli, it's hard to focus on one. At one point, I had to sit down. So I'm like, um, like there's too much going on. I need to sit down. I need to eat something, and then I'm good. And then I, that I happens to me more. every time I go to Disney. Oh God, Disney! Like I walk around everywhere, and I like doing all the rides. I like drinking around Disney. <laughs> I'm that guy. I like drinking at Disney. <laughs> I'm drinking right now. There you go. But um, yeah, that that was me. I used to love going around all the rides and get kind of wasted fucking disney but that would happen i would need like a break i would need to like sit down and just like chill out for a moment oh yeah especially since it's hot out like you you, you'd have to go like right now when when the weather is nice yeah that would be great which the weather is so nice right now if you're in south florida ah this is the best oh man tell you the truth i kind of want to go to disney i just want to go and to a place and just have fun you're a disney freak man it's weird yeah it's kind of weird like I used to go to Disney a lot when I was younger. Um, so I guess that's like ingrained in me because every time I go to Disney, I have fun. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm 28. I think. <laughs> oh my God. I'm pretty sure. No, you have to be older than that. Um, I'm turning 33 in like two weeks. I'm pretty sure you're older than that. What year were you born? 1989. Yeah, I was 92. So yeah. So you're, 29 29 29 yeah so i'm 29 year old man and i like going to disney well no one said you're a man calm down hey you're 29 but you're chill not a man yourself, bro. <laughs> you just said chill disney, yourself. so calm down <laughs> listen only real men admit that they like going to disney the cowards are the ones that hold it in that they they, <laughs> they like i hate disney oh fuck disney Oh, I would really like to go like, I don't, in their mind. I don't hate Disney. I hate Disney fandom. Yes. That is totally, <laughs> that is two different things. One is like a place with rides and fun and drinks. And drinks. And especially the drinks. I like the Disney drinks. They're really sweet for obvious reasons. You know, I don't, I don't think I ever had Disney drink. Uh, I think I had a butter beer and that was it. Uh, yeah, that's not, that's nothing, man. You got You ever do the Epcot uh, drinking around the world? The last two times I went to Disney were uh, both Islands of Adventure. Oh, my God. And that was well over a decade ago. Jeez. Yeah, I haven't and, been in a while. Like, in fact, same when, here. when I lived in Orlando for a couple of years, I didn't go to Disney. I went to the, um, I went to the Hard Rock. I don't know what it's called. The House of Blues. Uh, I saw um, Mars Volta. 
Awesome. Oh, that's cool. Awesome yeah. concert. Amazing. But I didn't go to Disney at all. Damn, man. I know. I just stayed at home you and gotta, did a bunch of drugs. Again, you got to try You got to try school. doing um the, the, the drinking around the world. That was my thing. You go to Epcot, and they literally have, like, Morocco, Italy, uh, Japan, and stuff, and they all have drinks just based off of that's you know, pretty cool the i like place. that so but they're all, of course they're like sweet and stuff because they're gonna oh yeah of course overly but it's delicious like disney food and like is is delicious like if you go to the right places like it, it's really good i mean it's the kind of place where you want to go with friends or family yeah 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 straight up yeah, True. I would go by myself. And I've, and so. I've done that. Yeah, I've, that's when I go to Disney with friends most of the time. Exactly. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have that. That would be sad <laughs> if someone went to Disney by themselves. Yeah. I mean, if anyone does and they just like to do it, I mean, that's that's for their happiness, you know. I can't really give them shade if they I can. And if they just enjoy something like that, right? Yeah, I agree. But again, there are those crazy Disney people, like. Everything is Disney in their life. That that's the thing that kind of I'm like, oh, chill out. <laughs> and there's people who's really into the pins, into the, the little pins. Oh yes, collectible pins. My cousin was into the pins. Really? I remember that. And you just brought up horrible memories of them <laughs> asking for specific pins because I've seen them. I've they seen live them. in Pennsylvania, and it's pretty cool though. Like I honestly, I, I like that. It's, it's pretty cool, but people get really into it. Yeah, really into it. I, well, I, I had to mail some back to to my cousin because they wanted it really <laughs> badly. I bought some pins. If you look, you see that that red guitar up there. Uh, yeah, that's uh for any guitarist. Um, not any guitarist, but most guitarists, especially jazz guitarists. Um, the Gibson ES three thirty five is like a famed guitar. I'm so happy I found one. Like a little pin looks so cool. So I'm so surprised you never gone to did the the Aerosmith ride. You ever you never gone to Aerosmith ride? Yeah, they have an Aerosmith ride. It's MGM. No, dude. It is my favorite ride in Disney. It is the best ride. I, I mean going from a kid and now it's it's kind of, you know, different, right? But it's still fun. It's still a great ride. And I used to hate rides. I used to be the kid that would be like, no, I don't want to go on rides. Like, lame. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I don't want to go on rides. And I would like read a magazine or something. I would always want to go, but I was too scared to go on like the really crazy ones. So I still wanted to go. Yeah. But I was always too scared. And then when I would do it, I'm like, oh, my God, I'd freak out. But yeah. it was like the opposite. As soon as I got on the ride, like the, I remember like the first ride I did, like a real roller coaster ride. Was the Aerosmith ride. <laughs> and that was when I was younger. Yeah. And I, like, it was my sister who forced me. Dude, I think the last time I went to Epcot, I must have been like 10 years old. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's changed a lot. I kind of want to go see the Star Wars stuff. Like, I haven't seen the Star Wars stuff. I remember the E.T. ride. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They redid all that for yeah, the new they, Star Wars stuff. Yeah. They, 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 they keep the old stuff and they just put like a new face, basically, right? Pretty well, I don't know. I would have to go and see because I hear they actually like, well, there used to be like a really cool, like actual size uh, snow speeder from um, oh, that's cool. Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in Disney. It, this is when I was a kid remembering. I, I have a picture of it as a kid with me and my family hmm. in front of it. And I thought that was the coolest thing. But I think they like either took that down and then rebuilt the Star Wars stuff because it's literally like 
they really redid the whole thing. Now it's like you're going to like Kashik, and like now there's like uh like you could go to the cantina or whatever, like the nice. Tatooine cantina. That's awesome. The big thing is like you can make your own lightsabers now. Hmm. Yeah, they have like parts and individual parts and stuff. Did I ever show you my lightsaber? Probably. I because I I, 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 I I was um I recently redid my room um this recording slash office I use over here. And I have, um, I found my old lightsabers. It's it, it's in the closet. I'll show oh, you later. Oh, that's cool. Well, they're like the sturdy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's sturdy. I know how to. I know how to do those flourishes. Oh uh, man, we're gonna put some batteries and do it tonight. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Recording. I legitly know how to do that. Like I, I told you, I used to take like Taekwondo as a kid. Oh. Yeah. He says he told me, but I don't remember that. But okay. Yeah. Don't well, just me. matter. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I remember. Yep, I totally. Remember. Yeah. I remember. Oh. <laughs> No, but my cousin um, got us those. He, he um, and I remember we used to fight at night. So much fun. Ah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I I had a friend who was really like, like mean about that. He wouldn't let people play with the lightsaber things. I don't blame. It was him. just there for like look. That shit ain't cheap. Yeah, it isn't. <laughs> but no, it's it's totally cool, man. You could build your own lightsaber now and. I hear it's like a expensive though. Like it's like oh, 200 yeah. 300 bucks just to build one. But but if it's sturdy and good then it might be worth it. But then that's on top of the prices of like the hotel Admission and everything and all yeah. that. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that's the thing like like I, this, is, this is the same thing at the con like you have to go prepared. If you're if you're into these fandoms, you have to go prepared to spend money. Yeah. Because even though you say I'm not going to buy anything, you'll be like, "Oh, I want to get that. I want to get that. I want to get that." Before you know it, you're like, oh, my God, I spent so much money. The last big con I went to would be uh, PAX East in Boston. And that's, I mean, it's it's more of like a video game thing rather yeah. than a con. But they're kind of, they share similar fandoms and whatnot, you know. Yeah, I mean. That's I a, saw people cosplay there, too, you know. It's, it's, it's the same idea, just like, you know, it's just either it's more anime or it's more video games or it's more like, um like more Star Wars, like like I I went to MegaCon many years ago, and 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 that was less anime, more like sci-fi, more oh, fantasy. Cool. I remember this huge, huge guy um, who would always come as 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 a uh, Darth Vader, some <laughs> eight foot guy just walking nice. around. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. Use Boom. your height. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Zelda. Oh yeah, let's get back to that <laughs> that bastard, that bastard, the guy Link, always leaving, always doing other shit than actually playing the ge- like, and not playing the game, obviously, but doing the main quests, I guess, if you could call it that. You know, you go around fishing, breaking stuff, finding fairies, while like everybody's in, like going through shit. You know, I'm not procrastinating. I'm just, I'm just doing side quests. Just doing side quests. Just <laughs> chill out. Like, this is all going to be worth it. See, that's one thing I want to talk about, about side questing. Like, <laughs> in Breath of the Wild, side questing is, like, the best thing in that game. Dude, a game without a good side quest is not a very good game. I don't know. I mean, at least that's how, like, it's that's how it's become over time. Yeah. Like, But I feel like... There's, like, games with side questing, like, The Witcher. Like, The Witcher 3 is, like, a great game. But, like, the problem I have with it is that you go to one town and you, like, get all the side questing there. And then you do it all, like, all there in one area. And it's rinse and repeat in different 
big towns or areas, right? Okay. What I like about Zelda is that it's kind of na- it kind of naturally flows with yeah, some I agree. like a lot big of time. like the side quest is not like in your face. Like you have to find it. It feels natural. It feels like you're actually like, you know, you're, you're actually like you. adventuring. That's what I like about Breath of the Wild and I have a sneaky suspicion that Breath of the Wild was like a joke in the making of the game because it almost sounds like Breath of Fresh Air. And this is what this is. I don't consider Breath of the Wild like a true Zelda game. Why? Because one, it doesn't have like real temples. It has like the, 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 what are they called? The divine beast. Yeah. And they're not like a temple. They're like a big puzzle box (sighs) without the bullshit because I don't know. I mean, I see what you're saying, but they, they're taking the same element and breaking it down because, yeah, you, you have four divine beasts, but you also have how many uh, was it like a ton of those. But the biggest thing, again, you may have the um, you may, there are those like beasts and stuff. Right. But here's the biggest difference. You don't need to do them. They're only there just to give you like bonus damage towards the last boss. Yeah, because you could go straight. You could. You don't even need to go straight through. You could literally do like two temples and be like, all right, that's enough. And then go fight the boss. And that's what I like. It gives you freedom. While like the older Zelda games, of course, you're using the relying on old gameplay techniques. You know, you take one key and you break it up to like eight keys. So for instance, Ocarina of Time, you just didn't go into the Temple of Time. You had to go get the three It was a lot things. more linear. You had to do a, a lot, lot of things more before linear. you beat it. Yeah, exactly. I, but- I agree, I agree. But Ocarina of Time kind of broke the mold with the, with the linearness, at least giving you an open area to go visit anywhere you want. On that note, the first Zelda is actually very similar. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you, you can go, I, I don't think every, I'm pretty sure not every single dungeon is accessible, especially on the last one. But if you were able to walk into a dungeon, you, you could do it. You just you may not be able to beat it, but... In in that vein, I, I I don't think it was it was their goal per se, but that's interesting though. I, I, it's interesting. I didn't think about I didn't think about it like that. Another thing about Breath of the Wild that I really really enjoy talking about, kind of relating to how it goes back, harken to the original Zelda, the temples, like the the not the temples, the shrines, almost play like going underground in the temples in the first one. Wait, what? Sorry, I, my dog is distracting me. You're saying underground shrines? Zelda? Well, the shrines. Remember the shrines? And remember in the first Zelda game, you would, like, open up, like, a little side path, and you'd go under, and there would, like, yeah, like yeah. go into, like, a cave and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some of I the feel shrine- like they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of similar, because, like, there's a big open world, then there's little sections. There's more of it in Breath of the Wild, obviously. Yeah, you I know, gotcha. But they're, they're kind of similar in that, in that sense. Because it's almost like the same, not the same exact gameplay. Obviously, the 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 original temples are not as complex as the shrines. God, those fucking shrines, they annoyed me sometimes. Especially the ones that you had to use the gyroscoping on the Switch. Like the one with the marble balls, like that old game. See, I played it on the Wii U, and... Um... I would play with the Pro Controller, which was much better. And I, and I hated those ones because then I would actually have to grab the Wii U pad controller just to play those levels. 
Yeah. But I see. I I love that style. I I so like how they're more. changing it up. Yeah. Because what I liked about the dungeons are the puzzle aspect. Like yeah, I I I, I, I love puzzle games. So. I, I love that from Zelda games when it's the puzzles are good when the dungeons have more um, of a puzzle aspect, and it just broke that down into like how how many was it like 120 shrines, something like that, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is awesome! I love this. This is freaking perfect. But it is different because you don't have that same theme of you know like your forest temple, your spirit temple, no. you know. Better yet, they kind of just leave it open to everything. Yeah. The, your own interpretations, really. That's true. Except for, of course, except for going to, like, the Zora domain. There's no self-interpreting of people who just built their own city, you know? I really like what they did with the Zora domain oh, yeah. in Breath of the Wild. I like all the areas. It came out really, really I like really all good. the race areas. Yeah, they're they're awesome. I really like the, uh, the, the, the ninja village, the early ninja village you go to. Kakariko? It's a Kakariko. The one where it's like like old style um, Japanese or no? No, no. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. It's when you meet uh, Impa. Yeah. Yeah, it's Puerto that Rico. place. I love that area. That's yeah. my favorite area. I like walking through there. I uh, recently, uh, last time I played Breath of the Wild, I recently beat the DLC that gave you the uh, motorcycle. So Hell I was just yeah. riding around all the areas I liked and trying to do like sick tricks. <laughs> So I remember when you, when you first you mentioned that you want to talk about Zelda, you wanted to mention that it was so different from all the other games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe that this is... I wouldn't even consider this game like a true Zelda game almost. It's so different. It's so unique. Just for the fact that, one, the Master Sword isn't like the main MacGuffin, really. Like, you could beat Ganon without the Master Sword. You could beat them with a stick. Speedrunners have done that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, and it's just so open for your own interpretation of how to play the game. Oh, huh. you mentioned speedrunners. Because if, if you want to talk about speedrunners, oh, well. people have, have beat um, Ocarina of Time in like five minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would, it would determine what category it would be on. Because if it's any percent, there's like, you could clip through fucking walls in that game, you know? Exactly. So, but if it's like, if it's a glitchless run, then that would be more interesting. But that's the thing with Breath of Wild, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's most likely like a glitch run, an any percent run for Breath of the Wild. Especially after uh, they discovered that, um, that whole bomb thing where you glitched a bomb to like fly. Hmm. Where you? What is it? I, I I think you um. The craziest thing I seen in that game is like people using the shield bump, where they like do like frame perfect stuff and jump off a moblin or something and get catapulted in That's the air. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. My favorite one is when people use trees to travel because it reminds me of uh, Dragon Ball, of that one guy who would like cut a tree with his hand, like he cut the branches, like cleared it, and then yeah. throws it, and then just rides on it like a boss. <laughs> That's every time I see somebody do that, like anything in Breath of the Wild, any speed run or something, I think of that moment. So when you had mentioned that this was so different from any other Zelda game that it's it's that you don't consider a Zelda game, yeah, it makes me think of a lot of other Zelda games that were very different from. Did you ever play um, Phantom Hourglass? No. On the DS, that was also a very different game. It was 
there was no Ganon. It wasn't about the Master Sword or anything. It was it was a game where you um you had to avoid, if I can remember correctly, you you had to avoid um okay, so you know how in Ocarina of Time, um when you first went to Hyrule Castle and you had to uh, avoid um the um all the guards. Yeah. And you had to like sneak here and there. Imagine Is Phantom that- Hourglass the one where you like go into a wall or something? You no, become, like, that was Link Between Worlds. That's another great example of a very different Zelda game. Yeah. Very, very different. I do have a comment on it. And I'll that's let you finish, it- but I'll uh, have a comment on that. And, and that's one where you don't um you don't necessarily need the items. You only you can rent the items. It's weird. Yeah. So, like, if you need an item for a, a certain dungeon, you kind of rent it, and you could just, like, give it back. It's, it's, it, it was very different in, in that sense. And then, of course, you have um, Oracle of Ages and Seasons, which you're either going back and forth in time or you're changing the seasons, which is completely changing the landscape and what's accessible and what's not accessible. So they've... There's always been a... Um, I guess like a like an undercurrent of trying different things with Zelda because I mean you know your same formula is going to get boring after a while. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I feel like you see what I feel like what makes Breath of the Wild different is that they're not trying to rely on any gimmicky mechanics like that. Like I'm not saying it's bad. Like it sounds like fun. Like I seen those games. I seen those other Zelda games like Phantom Hourglass. The one where Zelda's like a ghost, is that the same one or is that a different one? I remember seeing one where Zelda's like a ghost and she like helps you out or something. That's probably um, Phantom Hourglass. That's probably, okay, so I'm probably talking about, there's another one when you're, when you're like use a train, like Link uses a train. The Spirit Tracks, I didn't like that one. Didn't like that one? Yeah. But this is the thing, yeah, they, they have like those gimmicky mechanics, which, you know, it could work, it cannot work, you know, and Breath of the Wild doesn't rely on that. And it more relies on you as a player to approach every situation. Like, for instance, you just take one little group of moblins. Like, how many times have you run into, like, the group of moblins and there's, like, a skull and there's a chest inside? How many, time, how many times have you done that, like, the exact same way? Like, that situation. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of variation, so you kind of want to do different things. Exactly. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And that reminds me of Deus Ex, the original Deus Ex. Because um, Deus Ex doesn't, like, necessarily force you to play a certain style. They allow it up to the player to decide how they want to do it. That's what I really like about Zelda. Because I could approach that group of moblins and say, all right, I'm just going to fight them. I'm just going to do dodges. I'm going to do the perfect dodges and do the quick stuff. Or you're going to try to trap them and, bl- and blow them up. Or, or, yeah, I or just play around with it. Yeah, you could use like your magnetic thing to whack people and whatnot. You could just have your own fun in that game. And that's why I kind of consider it kind of different from other Zelda Absolutely. Games. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Because yeah. like, if we look at the older ones, and the older ones are great, right? But I'm just trying to compare the older ones, because those are like Zelda games. They have like the whole, you know, Zelda's in trouble. Ganon, you got, Ganon needs to be defeated, but like Ganondorf, not like the reincarnation of Ganon. Like, that's kind of funny, uh, too. I like how this Ganon is not like directly Ganon, but it's like, 
like his essence is something like that's the boss in breath of the wild it's not like ganon himself but like his essence which i thought was pretty interesting interesting twist on ganon but you know i kind of with the whole ganon thing i'm kind of like i'm kind of done with him being the villain i mean I, there were other villains and 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 i think in skyward sword had also a pretty dope villain which was the um it still ended up being ganon though no no not that one the um the other guy yeah the yeah 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 that guy i thought he was he pretty was cool. cool he was like fucked up like he was like one of the true zelda characters that were like he was sadistic he was like he just wanted death yeah for sure and i i thought that was pretty interesting but well i think that's that's a theme that they're kind of going towards in, in zelda games is like these aren't the same characters in every single game but they are the embodiment of a an idea you know like um um i guess in the jungian sense jungian sense that you know this is like this is the hero this is the embodiment of evil this is the, the um the embodiment of this and that yeah so even though you know we we call them link we call them Ganem impa but they're they're, they're really it's over generations this same in, in, in the end it kind of um it says that there's such thing as spirits and these spirits are are moving through um through the gen, uh, through the generations and just completing the cycle again and again of of evil versus good and this and that yeah i mean that's what they're trying to get for and stuff but i was going to say that's why i like the uh rival ninja clan because uh, the yeah. Yiga or the Yiga, yeah. Yeah, because what I love about them, I just I like the Yiga as a villains because they always kept me unexpectedly. Like there's always that one dude just standing there and you're like, oh, he you could talk to that guy. It looks like he has something to say. And then they always say, like, oh, like, thanks for coming to help. And they say like something like, This is for my master. Like when they right before they reveal themselves. Yeah. I love those guys. And I love <laughs> how they drop bananas every time they get defeated. I don't know what's up with them with bananas, but it's hilarious. I love it. Every mission with those ninja guys was fun. I liked sneaking in. That was my favorite mission probably in Breath of the Wild or favorite like quest or whatever was doing the whole sneaking in the Yiga village stuff. Kind of reminded me of Metal Gear for a little bit. Yeah, Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah and I was just like, I like this. This is fun. And it's kind of funny how you're sneaking into like a ninja clan. I always thought that concept was kind of hilarious. But again, that's why I kind of like, that's why for me it makes up for the whole Ganon, like being the main villain, is like, oh, there's these guys, you know, they're also the rival ninja clan. They're, they're, they're funny and wacky. They they remind me of Team Rocket, funny enough. Yeah, they're they're not like that. out there. I mean, they do want to like beat Link and stuff, but they always come off as comedic to me. They always come off as funny. Everything they said, but that's another reason. Another thing about the two Zelda games, where I think it's its own category of Zelda game. Not only just because of the choices and all that, just the gameplay, too. The gameplay has such a good gameplay loop. Like, I really like how you can't rely on just a single weapon the whole time. Like, I like how 
the weapon system is, how it breaks down over time and you need to, and in you know, one hit it breaks and stuff. Cause that really gets you thinking in a game, in my opinion. When you when your resources slowly start cutting it. out like quickly, that makes you think uh, like a couple steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to use this blade for this guy? Do I want to throw it? Do I want to like it keeps adding all these dynamics to the gameplay? I just wish it made it a little harder because in the end you ended up with so many weapons. Oh yeah, yeah. You would you you would just get over uncomfortable weapons sometimes. I kind of wish they added like a new game plus of some kind. Yeah, exactly. That would have been nice, but I could see how it's kind of <laughs> hard to pull that off. It would be kind of difficult, I would imagine. Imagine like. You having all the weapons you have in armor and your health and your stamina. Why would you do the other temples just for fun? You could just literally go to the end and fight Ganon. That's just my way of thinking, but again. But it's be such a boring thing because I think one of the best things about Breath of the Wild is, like you're saying, you love the um, the you clan and this and that. It's just the characters and the worlds that were created. The, the, the champions were yeah. all awesome in their own way. So, like, just going straight to the end would be the most boring thing in the world. Very boring. You wouldn't be experiencing the game at all. I also think the storytelling in this game is really superior. I love the the, world building. Everything is, like, perfect. The the, the bird, what was his name? Oh, yeah, I love that bird. The accordion bird. Cass, I think it was Cass. Cass. When I did the, 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 the ballad of the heroes. I wish they make an, an amiibo of him. Oh yeah, they need to. They need to make one of him. If they don't, yeah, they definitely do need one of him. He, every time he comes on, I, he was like the one person I never skipped dialogue with. Mm-hmm. Like with all the other people, I'd skip. You know, if it was like um, regular talking to people, the flower lady who has like all the flowers around the shrine, and you can't step on it. I used, I kept stepping on it because I skipped their dialogue. Because you're an but, asshole. You know, yeah, because I don't fucking care about her flowers. Full circle. Yeah. Marcus is an asshole. We have proof. But um, let me ask you a question. Uh, How do you play video games? Do you listen to the sound, to the music of the game, or do you put something else on, or do you just mute everything? Oh no, I have to listen to the music of the game. It 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 like. It adds to the world building. Me too. If I don't listen to the video game, if I don't listen to the music, that means either one, I heard it like a hundred times and I'm just like, I just want to hear some, I just want to hear some music. Yeah. But by then I wouldn't be playing the game then, you know, because I would just been played it so long and and I don't like replaying over and over and over again. uh, Unless you're trying to like complete something like, like specifically like, like training something or something like that. But no, I completely agree. Like you, like, it's a part of of the of the experience. Yeah, it's, it's not you're just watching and playing it. Like I wouldn't want to be on my phone doing something else. No, like, yeah, no, no. Like immerse yourself in the game. You gotta immerse yourself. You gotta like taking it all in. And that's one big aspect of what um you know people put a lot of effort in, in, into the sound design and yeah. the music, this and that. It it completes the circle. You're leaving so much out. Here's one thing though. Sometimes. The audio engineer could get like some games wrong. Sometimes it could just be too much. Oh yeah, for too sure. much. That's why I like about Zelda though, because they play the music at the right moments. Like usually when you're in town or like you're, um, I guess like uh, near the, uh, the the horse staple. Yeah, but when you're out in the 
walking around, I think there's like light piano or something. But for the most part, you hear like the wind, you hear exactly. like the breeze going once you around. Hit, once you're near the area, the um the music for the area kicks in. But yeah. once you leave it, you're back on the plains. And that has the perfect example of like good audio leveling. Because like the the when people talk to you or if dialogue happens it's not like overpowering the sound of like wind or something mm -hmm. like you can still hear the wind a little bit and you could hear like the music everything sounds right and that's what i like uh, and that's what makes a good world world building game is that they get the sounds and everything just right so it's like believable yeah that like if i were in this area like i i could see somebody playing this like in the background or something and just kind of a off topic, but recent a recent game I've been playing a classic game um, that has great music, like one of the best music I've heard in a game. And it's kind of like it's not crazy. It's not like a crazy score or something. It's a game called Homeworld, and it's literally just all the random music in that game because it's. I started playing Homeworld because I started getting a Dune like feel i was like oh i want to stay in the dune world or something i and i was listening to the audio um book of dune at the time nice and um i i finished it and i was like man i still want like dune stuff and i and um i think someone recommended to me homeworld they said like it shares like similar stories That's an old game i i, I definitely re remember that you game. heard of it right yeah yeah so old. same old, thing with me i've heard of game. it like for the longest time and i'm like what is this game like and I seen pictures of it, and I'm like, "Is this an RTS? Ew, I don't like RTSs." But yeah, you do. Yeah, when I started getting into them, and now like I gone back to this one. This is like the hardcore RTS. It's a lot of fun, but the music, the sound design is great. They have like Middle Eastern influences. They have tambas. They have um, they have like random people doing like harmonies and stuff. It's great. It's like the perfect space music. It look, kind of reminds me, just looking at it, yeah, it came out in 99. Yeah, 1999. Jesus Christ. It kind of reminds me of, um, oh, it was remastered too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm playing, the remastered version. There was this game on the Dreamcast called Armada. Did you ever play Armada? It was, it was, it was a hmm. relatively obscure game on the Dreamcast, but it just kind of, it wasn't an RTS. I never had a Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. man, it was... I don't even know how to describe it. I I want to say Diablo style if it was in space and you're like flying ships around. That sounds cool. And it's 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 up to four players and it's a lot a lot of fun when you're actually with people flying around. Anyway, um, but yeah. So you want to finish off the, the Zelda talk? Yeah. Um, I just want to conclude with Zelda. Is that one? Zelda's not your typical. I mean, Breath of the Wild is not your typical Zelda game. Out of all of them, it is probably the most unique one, in my opinion. And I like Wind Waker. I like Twilight Princess. I like Skyward Sword. But I feel like this particular Zelda game really connects to me because I really like games that give you, you know, they give you choices. They give you, like, options. They give you questions. And it's up to you to answer those questions. And I think that's what makes it so great, essentially. I can definitely agree with that. 
Personally, that's my top Zelda game. It's like Breath of the Wild, Majora's Mask, only because you could play drums in that game. <laughs> that's the only reason why that's top, that's higher than Ocarina of Time. And plus, what I like, I like how the mood of Majora's Mask is. I like how it's kind of dark and depressing. Kind of felt like a Tim Burton, like, dark movie or something. Rather than Ocarina of Time, where it kind of felt like the hero adventure, like the call to adventure. Like, you get, you get picked, sword chooses you, and then you have to do the whole hero journey, and then you conclude by, you know, killing Ganon, obviously. Yeah. Majora's Mask, I really like how they changed it up, and it's more about, like, uh, the Skull Kid. Like, it, there is, like, a moon falling and stuff, but... The Skull Kid himself is like a very emotional character. And I like how the Majora's Mask is, is like implied to have its own essence that it, it like took over him. Did, did you ever see that one YouTube video? Uh, is it a game theory? The game yep, theory. Yep, it's a game theory. <laughs> Link is dead. <laughs> yeah, I seen that. I, I mean, I really like the game theorists. Don't get me wrong, but let me tell you, I stopped watching this stuff oh, a little yeah. bit low. Because oh. I just kind of got... I just kind of, to... I just don't care at, to that point. It's just a video game. And he runs out of stuff. So it's like, okay, shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just, yeah. But what do you call it? I, I did see that theory. I'm not a big, I'm not big on those video game theories. Like, because for me, I, I just don't care. Like a video game is just a game with its own contained universe, obviously. And people want to go into that level by all means, you know, that's what I like about people is that we could. You could give one person a sentence and like everybody will read it a different way or everybody will put it a different way or different structure. Or understand it differently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, understand it differently. But Well, going back to, to Breath of the Wild, yeah, I, when I was first playing it, I, I remember thinking, wow, this is definitely the best Zelda game. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. For sure. But then, you know, like looking back now, I haven't played that game since it first came out. It's still, I, I would still say it's, it's my top Zelda game, but then yeah. I, there's also other games that have that top rank because of, simply because of nostalgia. Uh, and I do love that old Zelda style um, dungeon, you know, dungeon... Um, crawler? Not dungeon crawler, but your dungeons and your puzzles. And it's just, I mean, you know, it does get very formulaic. Like yeah. once you understand how the Zelda formula works, then, you know, then it's, it's just like, okay, but... But still, it just like it, it, it brings so much joy to me. Like, so I, I do love that for what it is. Mm -hmm. And there's so many variations on that. Like, there's so many different games that you you have some where the gimmicks are, eh, and the other ones where it really worked. Like, um, the ocean one. Oh, uh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah, Wind Waker. That was, that was also a really fun Zelda game. Yeah, and completely different too. I remember people, I remember my friends not liking it because they were changing like the art style. Uh, that, and I was more like, I like the art style because I like Pixar. I like, I like Toy shading. Story and I like that. Yeah, I like that shell shading view. And I thought that was awesome. I was like, yeah. hell yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. No, it's because I, I remember at first Nintendo put out at E3 some like, some little demo of Zelda, I'm not Zelda, of Link fighting Ganon. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And at the time, it was like this nice 3D, like, oh, my God. And then nothing came about. And then Wind Waker came out, and people were like, what the fuck? Yeah, people tend to forget that people 
did stuff like that just for like a test for their yeah. like console. I think yeah. the biggest one of that is the Final Fantasy remake. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, I agree. So anyway, so yes, I, I would I would still say Zelda is one of my favorite franchises. I'll still say it's up there for, for many me. of those reasons. Yeah, it's like Zelda wasn't under my radar for a while because like, you know, I was done with them. I didn't have a DS. I didn't care to get one. And they were mo- at the time Zelda was mostly coming out on like, you know, their own systems and stuff obviously. Nintendo, yeah. Yeah, Nintendo of course, but um and I just didn't really go out to get them because they, like to me, a lot of Zelda games the new like Skyward Sword and that one and um I, I played Twilight Princess. I like Twilight Princess. I like how and I also like the wolf mechanic because I'm a big fan of those old school werewolf movies. But the thing is that Breath of the Wild kind of put Zelda back on my radar as like a fun game that like is actually like unique in the way that you could play it how you want. I've always been a fanboy. Watching my brothers play the first Zelda, um, I never had a Super Nintendo, so I didn't get into Link in the Past until emulators came about for me. Emulate. Emulates. But then my first Zelda. You're breaking the rules, man. Where I played was uh, Link's Awakening, um, the color one on the on the Game Boy Color. That was my first one. And then from there, it was just I had to have every, every single one. That's funny. Yeah, I, I didn't grow up with Zelda. I grew up with... Um... Well, I grew up playing what my sister played a lot of the times when I was younger, when I was learning about video games and stuff. What would she play? She would play Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mario. I believe we also had, like, a Kirby Tetris game. Which which Mortal Kombat? Oh, Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, 2. Super Nintendo. So, yeah, Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, no. Genesis, baby. I had Um, Genesis. and, And I think we also had Street Fighter for a little bit, but then... Then it, I think it broke or something like the 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 cartridge broke, but that was that's what was my first introduction to gaming. But what game really got me to start like playing games was Star Wars, uh, the one on the Nintendo sixty four. Oh yeah, Dark Force. No, no, not Dark um, Forces. Em- no, it wasn't Rogue Squadron. It was em- no. em- Empire Strikes Back. It was just called Empire Strikes Back. You didn't that play was, as, like, Han Solo or anything. You played, one. like, a new character. Oh, then which one are you talking about? Yeah, no, that's what I'm That's what I'm trying to remember. I, I forgot this Star Wars game, but the reason why I really liked it is because I think the first level is, like, a Hoth level, and you do, like, the Snowspeeder level, and that was my fucking favorite thing. I would, like, literally just redo that level all the time because that was my favorite point. You said it was on the... It was on Nintendo 64. It, yeah, it's a Star Wars game. Um, it it'll probably it'll probably come up to once we see it. Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. That's the one. Yes. I'm, that's the one I'm yeah. thinking about. Yeah, there was a there was a half level in that. Yeah, no, that was a great game. Yeah, I, I, I have it somewhere. Oh, oh nice. Man. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was the game that got me into gaming personally because it had. It had my favorite fucking scene in all of Star Wars, which was the snow speeder Hoth beginning of Empire battle. Oh man, I I I used to play that all the goddamn time. Yep. 
put you in the shoes of a smuggler, Dash Rendard. Dash Rendard. Go. God. I remember that. Oh, my They got to bring back Dash, man. What happened to Dash Rendard? Dashed away, I guess. They got to bring him into Mandalorian, a book of Boba or something. Just like, <laughs> hey. So we are close to the one hour mark. So any final thoughts? Final thoughts. I like Breath of the Wild and I might buy the second one. Might? Might because there's just a lot of games like on my radar, I guess. I feel like the second one's not gonna come out for at least two years. Two years? Yeah. Oh, I thought they was I thought it was coming out soonish, maybe. Uh, no? Dude, oh, honestly. okay. Whatever. Oh well, yes, true. I I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah. No, but even then, I, I bet you we'll see it in 2024. Okay, well... Or maybe late 2023. Hopefully by then, I would, like, still be interested, I guess, and I'll, I would pick it up if I... Yeah, if my Switch doesn't break by then, <laughs> if I don't, like, recklessly use it. But the reason why I think they're going to push it out is because they're going to wait for the new Switch. And that's going to be the... If that's the case, then maybe fuck that. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Maybe I might buy it, but I wouldn't buy it just for that. I'll, I'll definitely get it. Not just for that, but... I, I mean, if they're anyway. coming out with a new Smash game, I doubt they'll... I mean, this... Of this, course they'll come out with a new Smash game. I don't, I don't know how you could top this one, right? Like, even the creator said himself that he's not going to do it anymore. And he said that Smash will only be alive if he's involved. Because if you give it to someone else, they're not going to get all those people. Like, think of all the licensee hell you had to do. To get like Snake, all the new characters, all the levels, all this, all the music. I mean, they probably own most of their own music, but there's also the levels of like Snake. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, no, it, it makes a lot of sense, but just regardless, I still think they'll come out with a new Smash. It's gonna be a while, but maybe it might be a while. But I honestly think that I don't know how you top this one. Like, I don't know how you top the newest one. You know, I mean, yeah, add more characters, but like. There's a point to adding characters. Well, the thing with fighting games is like it's it's what survives in the in, in the tournaments and whatnot. So I mean, you have old games that people still play. So as long as you make a really really good product, it's they're still gonna play it again and again. Yeah, and that's again what I'm saying. Again. I'm saying like this is like so good that if they make a new one, I don't think there's any there's gonna be any way to advance Smash to the level it is now. I feel like if they try something, they're going to try something, like, new. Because they were going to be like, how do you top this one, right? So they might have to try something experimental, like what they did with the Zelda series. But They'll just re-release Melee. Probably just re-release Melee. Yeah, that would be perfect. And on that note, we bid you good night. Bye-bye. Dash Rendar, please. Melee.